the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. All right, that was, of course, the uh, inimitable Aslan Crazy World. And we played that because Tom Dunn has joined me to talk about the week in music. And uh, he is is playing Aslan. And we're talking about Aslan because Christy Dignam, lead singer, is set to release My Crazy World, the autobiography, out on the 19th of this month. Uh, Tom, have you managed to get a, uh, your hands on a copy yet? I do. It, it was waiting for me when I came in on Monday night, uh, to my surprise. As I, I kind of expected a book at some point because he's had such an incredible uh, life, but I didn't think he'd be writing it himself. That came as a real surprise. I just thought he would Ghost do, it, yeah. do Most people do stand with a ghostwriter and go through it. So it's written in his inimitable style, and it's a great story. I, I, was, leaving, I was reading bits on air to the listeners because there's so many little episodes in his life but it, as as a life story it has absolutely everything it has rags to riches and back to rags and it has drugs and problems and being fired from the band and then nearly dying with cancer and coming back from that it's, it's well, a great the, life if it was somebody else's life yeah. you know you wouldn't want <laughs> it yourself um, I need help here because he's coming into me from my Thursday interview which is about 35 minutes yeah. uh, like we have John Kenny coming up uh, next after this uh, iconic uh, music yes. slot um, what would you tell me about him that's most interesting that uh, I should be probing it's all the voice you know it really is he was singing God at the age of 9 or 10 it's all he ever did and he talks about Catherine his wife who's you know he and the two of them are absolutely a beautiful couple and he talks about singing to her to impress her in the fields of Finglas and people saying, go on, Christy, sing. You know, so he was singing before any music came around. Before there was Sorry, you just slipped in. over something there. Fingless? Yeah. Deprivation? Well, Hard life? Not, not the easiest background to be from, no. No, tough. You know, very very few options for you, really, to have a kind of a life that you want, you know, career-wise or anything like that. And music was very much an escape from that. And it gave them an escape from it in, in spades. And they were, you know, they tell stories about, you know, working at delivery vans and all that kind of stuff and um, odd job type things while they're trying to, loving music and, and putting all their energy and concentration into that. But how, how, Obviously they're Irish. How big yeah. did they get internationally? They became, not huge, they, they became very, very close to it. They were on the verge where America loved their stuff. And this is, that song in particular was a classic and that would go around the world. And just when it seemed the doors were opening... Um, his heroin problem became a real big issue to the point where they sacked him. The band actually sacked him. We were going into record one day and there on the front cover of one of the, the tabloids was Christy Fired and I couldn't believe it. So it didn't suit either of them. The two of them had a bad time but I can understand where they were coming from because you know it was a bad addiction and he's told me stories about it and they're, they're horrific stories. He has, he has stories to tell about that. They're like stuff from The Wire. Um and then when he came back to them five years later, like neither of them have done, had done much during the five years, but it was a marriage made in heaven. That's when Crazy World came when they got back together for five years. So he's back to and, and he's, he's, he's born he, to sing. He's had bad health. Yeah, the big later. scare was about five or six years ago. He was diagnosed with two different types of cancer. Uh, one of them was in the blood, and that was a very serious one. And I can remember he was saying, not this, not this any other sort, he was saying, you know, this is something that there's no real cure for. 
and the most they can do is try and keep this at bay. And that's where it stands with him. He, he, you know, he's on medications and treatments that keep that cancer at bay. But he fought through it. We did a gig for him. One of, it's the opening chapter. He talks about this gig. He says it's the kind of gig you get after you die. So to go along to it and see all of these people performing your songs, people like you too and Paul Brady and myself, I signed one. Um, he said it was, and he was there that night in a wheelchair. I remember looking at him, thinking, "God, this is." Serious. But he's made a bit of a recovery. Total. Well, I don't know if "total" is the right word, but is he very, back singing? Very, absolutely, yeah, better than ever. All right, let's move to Tom's album of the week. The song uh, California, uh, sung by Lana Del Rey on our new album. Uh, you tell me what the title of this new album is. It's Norman, and then it's what word you're able to use on the radio instead. Effing. Of the, yes, say F and Norman F and Rockwell. And Norman Rockwell is um, an artist, a very famous artist. All oh, 50 years, he was the illustrator for a New York newspaper called the Saturday, Saturday Evening Post. And his drawings of that were the classic drawings of middle America. So many images of what we regard as American come from Norman Rockwell. So she's kind of playing with him and his settled little uh, conservative view of America. But the reason I went for this, now I love it. It's my album of the week all day long. It's beautiful stuff. Her best album ever. But one of the most influential magazines in America, Pitchfork, has gone on records, given it 9.4 out of 10, which is huge for them, and described her as, that this album establishes her as one of America's greatest living songwriters. So it's throwing her into the same ballpark as Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Carol King, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, all these you know geniuses, which is some company to be in. So I've been listening to it, and um, I have to say it's brilliant. I don't know if it's that brilliant, but she's writing for a different generation. She's writing for a kind of an Instagram generation. She's very now. So how does it distinguish from the previous albums, live well, they, albums? They, oh, it just comes together. You know, when, when sometimes people are hinting at things and you, on, on the previous albums, you see glimpses Is it the same of production team? Same production team, but her eye for a, a, a clever lyric has never been sharper. And I uh, like Jack Antonov's work. Yes, you've yeah, often fantastic. said. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. I think I remember once you said to me that often he brings like a bouncing Jack. castle into the studio. He just uh, gets uh, a, a lift out of everything. On this, it's kind of like he's pulled that back a little bit, and and just it's it's all the better for it. She's a great way with words. She's very clever. She writes about you know relationships and relationships breaking up and everything else that goes on in a very modern way with loads of references. And what's to the connection with the, with the with the with the with uh, the Norman Rockwell? I think she's just taking him as a classic image of a little American dream and throwing the F word into it to say real life is nothing like that. Ah, you know, and uh, this a is kind of reality check. Yeah, these oh, are right. songs from real America. This is songs from dysfunctional, broken up, drug taking. Yeah, you know where America is now, type of thing. All right. Uh, very, uh, it's very it's she, it's it's Nor- Norman Effing Rockwell, the yeah. sixth album. Uh, uh, Lana Del Rey and Tom makes it his album of the week. By a mile. Okay. We are now looking at your gig of the week. Take a listen. I even remember this guy. I didn't know he was still alive. Well, Tom's gig of the week is actually on this Saturday and Sunday at the National Concert Hall. And we've spoken before about 
the, the really good work that the Concert mm. Hall does in getting a whole spectrum yeah. of events on which are actually quite entertaining. Now, Back in the day, we heard of Gilbert and Sullivan, the yes. kind of opera. So when this, was it Waterford guy, Gilbert O'Sullivan comes along and he has this quirky kind of hairstyle, kind of uh, white afro, if I could describe it like white man's afro. Uh, and he's playing the piano and that, and it's very distinctive. Mm. But I, I, he must be about 104 now, is no, he? No, he's only 72. Right. He's, only, he's only a child only? Really, when he was having those hits, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, they were really, they were a string of absolutely brilliant hits. Alone Again, Naturally, Claire, Sit Down and Nothing Grimed. Some of the best songs ever written. And US number ones too. US number ones are, they're like hen's teeth. You know, it's not many bands have a US number one. Yeah, in he's unique terms, and his sound is unique. Cranberry's yeah. had one, U2 had one. I think he's the only other Irish actor I think he's had one. It's it's very, very rare. And So I th- he'll play all his hits. I, yeah, he will. And he, Now, he's still a, a, a working songwriter and he's very, I suppose you'd have to say touchy about this. He works every single day in his songwriting studio from nine till five, stopping for an hour at lunch and a walk with the dog. And he says those songs are just as good as the old songs. They all say that though. Nobody, Elton John, yeah, everybody yeah. says Nobody that. agrees with him. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Okay. And, and he takes that on the chin. He will play some of them. But it, at the time when he was churning out those hits, there were comparisons with Paul McCartney, and I can see them. John Kenny's about to join me in studio, so we quickly go through your tip of the week. Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. It's orbiting at 90 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of well, all our power. This, this is Monty Python's Flying Circus, and would you believe it that, you know, we spoke earlier to John Fardy about the carry-on films and different things. This was in my sort of, I was born in 59, this was 69, and we're celebrating mm. obviously 50 years. Monty Python actually passed me by in real time. And then when I see clips of it, I actually don't find it funny. Like Mr. Bean, I find funny. But when they do, it was a black adder or different things. That that whole humour, it just, I just don't find it funny. But I never liked Father Ted. Life of Brian. You see, you've written yourself out of all comedy discussions there at the last one when you said Father Ted. And he he kind of tried to explain it to you. It went out the window at that point. There's no point. No point. What I wanted, the point I wanted to make about Monty Python, who we described as it's the on Be- BBC, is it? Yeah. Can I look back? Is it the Beatles of comedy? That's all you need to know about the Beatles, the Beatles of, comedy. of comedy. Yeah. All right. If you're a Monty Python Every fan, you won't want to miss in that. And if you want to look down nostalgia memory lane, take a look. Uh, Tom, I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. John Kenny's here. Bring okay. 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 Ask him okay. hard questions. Go as quick as you can. Thank you.